This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Welcome, friend, to our weekly garden party. We hope you brought along your questions because it's time to dish the dirt. On The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. And seated beside Charlie, yours truly, the sous chef of the garden, Franklin Proctor. And now, ladies and gentlemen, may I introduce the monarch of the magnolias, the ruler of the roses, and yes, the peach of the crop. Here is Charlie Dobbin. Hey, Charlie, good morning. Good morning. That was lovely. Well, I thought I'd just do something a little bit different. Yes, you know? yes. I feel so yeah. special. Well, you are special. You well, are special. Thank you. Let me give out the phone number. I know you've got a whole raft of announcements you got to get going with. Mm-hmm. So, uh, first of all, a thank you to Sebastian once again, mentoring our ever-lovely Jamie in the control booth there. Thank you, Jamie, for being there. Uh, numbers to reach Charlie this morning. Here we go. 416 6-0-0-7-40 for Toronto area listeners and anywhere else in the province it's toll free 1-866-740-4740 remember our mantra call early call often one question per call that's really important and then if you um, are a first time caller let Jamie know and you'll get a little ring in the bell yeah. How about that? Sweet. Okay. And that's your welcome bell. Gives you your the garden wings. Exactement. Absolutely. And All we right. speak many languages here, too. Uh, okay, okay. My, I, I'm English and profane, basically. <laughs> Exactement. <laughs> <laughs> this Tuesday, February the 9th, 7.30 p.m., Scarborough Garden and Hort Society hosts a general meeting and free presentation on Birds in Winter by Paul Oliver of Urban Nature Stores. Guests are welcome. Refreshments are included. Of course, they meet at the Scarborough Village Community Centre, 3600 Kingston Road and Markham Road. Good timing on that Birds in Winter presentation because coming up next weekend is the Great Backyard Bird Count. Right. Starting on Friday. And I was telling you, my cat Carter has been practicing. Looking out the window, I think he's getting all excited. Well, he's counting. He's sitting there. He's very, you can see he's very intent. He's watching out, out the back, and he's, you know, you can just see his little the little wheels turning his head. Oh, okay, there's a cardinal. Oh, there's another cardinal. Oh, there's another cardinal. My goodness, there's four red cardinals out there. Uh, I'm, I'm going to have to bring my cat Dickens over for some tutoring. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, because I, I think Carter wants to participate. It's very easy to participate in the count. Uh, and, you know, I'm certainly going to encourage everybody to do so. Easiest way to get into that, of course, is go to www.birdscanada.org, and that'll lead you into registering with the bird count. And it's, it's pretty exciting. It's a, it's a fun thing. Uh, okay, Wednesday, this coming Wednesday, February the 10th, the Riverdale Hort Society is hosting a flower show, and Ursula Elay, in an excellent teacher of design and experienced judge, 7 o'clock at the Frankland Community Centre, 816 Logan Avenue in Toronto. 
The Burlington Hort Society General Meeting is Wednesday, February 10th as well at 7.30 p.m. Location is the Burlington Senior Centre, 2285 New Street at Drury Lane. Sean James will be speaking on Simply Shrubs. And, of course, there's refreshments and a draw, mm-hmm. and everyone is welcome. Uh, now... Next weekend, there's an awful lot of stuff going on, not just the great backyard bird count. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Valentine's Day Absolutely. is Sunday the 14th. Of course, I've mentioned this before, but you know, I'm sure you know, the NBA All-Star event. Oh, yeah. There's something about that. I've heard a bit yeah, about that. Yeah, yeah. The play, you know, <laughs> if you've got to be like a multimillionaire to attend anything, but yeah. you know, nevertheless. Something like gonna... $2 billion being bet on the game. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they're expecting a lot of money to come into Toronto, oh. which is great. But, to, I mean, unfortunately, us regular people no, can't I'm afford... I'm I misquoted. I, I was thinking of the, uh, this weekend. Uh, oh, something else. Yeah, oh, yeah. the Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. that's like tomorrow mm. or something. Uh, all right. Uh, but also going on next weekend, of course, is the Southern Ontario Orchid Society's 36th Annual Orchid Show. Oh, yeah. And that is happening on Saturday and Sunday. Um, now... We're going to hear more about that later in this show because Terry Kennedy will be joining us at 9.30. She is oh, the, our tour guide from last year. That's right. Yeah. She's on the publicity committee and she's a member of the executive and she's very knowledgeable, obviously, about orchids. So she's going to join us to tell us a bit about the upcoming show, but also stay with us and talk about orchids through the rest of the show. So for the second half, we'll, we'll try and get an orchid theme going and she has tickets to give away. So if you've got good stories or good questions or anything really pretty scintillating. Uh, Terry's going to be online and listening and uh, thinking about perhaps uh, giving you tickets to the show if you'd Excellent. like to, to go. All right? All righty. Um, and I would just like to say, I'm sorry, my voice sounds a little rough. I've contracted a bit of a cold here, but <clears throat> thank you to my mother. That's why I didn't get a little kiss good morning. No, no, no kisses no to anybody. No, kissy All right. But mm-hmm. I've done what my mother taught me. I made, you wouldn't believe how many cloves of garlic I put into a, a couple of bowls of chicken soup last night. Yeah. So the chicken soup from the Jewish side, the garlic from my mom, and I'm going to be all better in 24 and, hours. And no vampire is going to come near you. No, not to mention. Oh, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> Fur and feathers and bugs of all size. There's more going on in the garden than you realize. Should small creatures become a big problem, then you've got The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Exclusively on Zoomer Radio. And here we are, my friends, on the line with Donna from Scarborough. Good morning, Donna. Welcome to the show. Yes, hello. Good morning. Hi. It's actually Flamborough. It's not Scarborough. Uh, oh, Flamborough. Way, 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 way in the other direction. We know exactly where that is. My, I hope you can help me. My question is, um, the weather is telling me to start the pruning of the vines and the raspberries and and the dormant oil spray, and my calendar is saying, <laughs> no, 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 there's it's a all... lot of winter to go yet. That's right. But um, last week, when we had that 16-degree day, I could see mm-hmm. the buds on the maple tree were starting to swell just a little bit. So mm-hmm. my question is, please help. Okay, it's a great question, and it's certainly, I think, on all of our minds, is what are we going to do about this kind of wacky weather we've had this winter? This is like a super El Nino, which has provided one of the gentlest weather winters in a long, long time. Okay. Um, what I would suggest is, number one, I hear you on the dormant spray, but do not use that until we are truly above zero, because you always spray that when we're above zero for at least the 24 hours after you spray. Okay. Uh, of course, you want it to be clear, no rain in the forecast, and, pre- <laughs> and preferably not windy. So, yes, you could do the dormant spray when those conditions exist. The pruning, 
Um, yes, actually, you could do some pruning as well, but make sure it is a dry day when you do it. Okay. Uh, preferably, it should be, yeah, around the zero mark or slightly above. Uh, I wouldn't go out there and do a lot of pruning if it's 10 or 15 below, just because yeah. it's everything's so frozen at that point. Uh, and it's not fun to be out. But you're right. And the things we prune at early in the spring, as you mentioned, things like raspberries, all of our fruit trees, our apples, our peaches, our pears, our cherries, all of those are pruned while they are dormant. Yeah, the vines, the roses. Uh. The roses I wouldn't touch yet. Okay. I would, yeah, because, I mean, the roses, did you do any cutting back in the fall at no. all? No. Okay, so I only cut mine back in the fall enough so that they don't get all tangled up in it, in each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in the spring, I do a radical cutting down, but I wait until the buds are truly fattening and, and glossy and red. Okay. And that's usually, it could be May, but sometimes it's April. might even be March, depending mm-hmm. on what's going on. So it's going to be a while yet on the, on the um, roses. But if you are pruning things like fruit trees, remember, you can the cut it, what you prune off if it's got flower buds on it, which it might, uh, you can bring those in and stick them in a vase and get the flowers happening indoors. Oh, okay. Right? Any any spring-blooming woody plants with flower buds on them can be brought inside to be enjoyed inside. Okay. All right. Okay. Thanks for your call. Yeah, surely we're going to get a good snowstorm yet. I think so. Yeah, okay, I think thank so. you very much. <laughs> <laughs> well, for those with skis in the garage, yeah, I hope so too. <laughs> Uh, thank you, Donna. Uh, Sharon on the line, uh, Charlie from West Lorne. Good morning, Sharon. Morning, Charlie. Good morning, Frank. Hi, Sharon. Um, what I want, and it's sort of ironic because I was listening to the uh, to your um, little in- insert when when you first came on about uh-huh. somebody coming on about orchids. Yeah, and that's exactly what I'm calling about. The only thing is, I just want to know. I had bought an orchid for my uh, friend, and it was in a four-inch pot, and she said that it said to um, give it uh, two ice cubes once a week. Mm. And I remember you saying that before. Now, this one I bought, it's a mini orchid in about a two-inch pot, and it says one um, ice cube. I've been uh, I've got it about three weeks ago, and I've watered it twice, <clears throat> but it's the ice cube. I crushed the ice cube, but the, the pot isn't big enough to hold <laughs> the whole ice cube for it to melt. And I was wondering if the direct ice on the roots would would damage it or or that or if I just melted the ice cube and poured the uh, the water from the ice cube on the plant. Okay, so this is great. Uh, personally, I'm not a fan of ice cubes for plants. Oh, I mean, well, it's it it, it it's easy, to, but it's just it's cold. You know, well, that, orchids are tropical plants. That right? too, if I just put the the uh, ice cube water on or melt the ice cube, I've had I've had a bloom come out. There's Several, there's two stalks, and there's um, there was two um, um, buds on the the one big one that all the flowers are on, uh-huh. and um, the one bud has come out already, and it's just beautiful, and the other right. one is just about ready to pop, and that too. So I thought, well, I must be doing something right. You but. sounds like it. Okay, so what I would do is don't worry so much about the ice cube part of it. What you want is you want I guess the equivalent amount of water to an ice cube, which might yeah. be a you know yeah. whatever it is, a couple of tablespoons maybe, at room temperature. Well, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, and just dribble that over top of the orchid, the little four-inch pot that's in it, got a saucer below, because it'll run right through, right? No, the water? no, there's no, there's no hole in the bottom of it. Oh, no, one of those. No hole in the bottom of it, and I don't want to transplant it in case I kill it. Well, could you, is there any way you could put some holes in the bottom, like with a skewer or something? Uh, stick uh, some it's holes, a, it's a um, um, terracotta pot. Oh. Yeah. Well, are you sure there's not a pot inside the terracotta pot? 
That would be weird if they planted an orchid directly into a pot, like a terracotta yeah, pot, with no drainage. With no drainage. Yeah. Because orchids. Oh yes, there is. Yeah. Sorry about that. All right. Yeah. So, yes, there is. So well, I imagine there'll be holes in the bottom of yeah, that. That's right. That's right. So yeah. So just um, take your like w- like we said, roughly equivalent of an ice cube at room temperature. Yes. And and do pour that in, and it will trickle through into you know through the the mm-hmm. bark or whatever it's planted into, and whether you do it once a week or once every ten days is very dependent on the temperature it's in and the amount of light it's in. Well, um, it's um. It's in quite good light. It's not right in the window and that, too. It's back on my dining room table, and there's sliding doors. It's um, the, uh, the sliding doors are in the uh, west um, right. aspect. So, so it's bright, and, yeah, bright indirect light, which is yeah, great. That's yeah. fine. They love and, that. And um, I keep my house about 66, 68 oh, so all the time cool, anyway, yeah. and that's what it says on the yeah, so, yeah, so not at least wait every seven to ten days to water, I would say. Yeah, and, uh, well, I've and, got it marked on, so I don't forget it. I've got it marked on the calendar perfect. every Sunday. <laughs> nice. All right. <laughs> okay, Sharon. Let us know how that goes. Yeah, keep your uh, little orchid happy there. All righty. Um, Charlie shall return, as will I, in just moments here on The Garden Show from Zoomer Radio after these words. Daffodils and daisies, bluebells and begonias, forsythia and foxgloves, marigolds, magnolia, lavender and lupins, dahlias, delphiniums, stalks, fox, hollyhocks, tulips and sweet williams. You've picked the right place for everything floral. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. And uh, just a reminder of our phone numbers here at uh, The Garden Show, 416-360-0740, for the toll-free line. And just a, a little heads up, we've got a special guest coming up very shortly, um, an expert on orchids. So if you have an orchid question... Maybe get set to call, and we might even have a nice little prize for you, depending. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh-huh. Special giveaways. Yes, indeedy. All righty, Valerie in Etobicoke. Good morning, and welcome to the show. Good morning to both of you. I really look forward to your show each week. Thank I you. learn a lot. Lovely. But I'm very upset about I've got two hibiscus that have been gorgeous all year. Since I brought them in, they've been losing leaves. In fact, one of them has hardly any leaves left, oh. and the other one, the leaves are all dried up but still on the plant. I water about once a week. Okay. Are they, in, are they in a f- very, very sunny location? As sunny as I can get, yes. And how, how's the windows? What sun, what direction is the window facing? Uh, one is facing south, the other west. Okay, so that's pretty sunny. Uh, and are these big trees? Are they little shrubs or what? I know uh, they're about... I've trimmed them in the fall a little, mm-hmm. uh, three or four feet. Okay, so good-sized plants. So they were lovely and fat and juicy when they came in. Oh, gorgeous. And yes. and ever since you brought them in, they've just been deteriorating. The leaves, leaves are falling, turning yes, yellow, falling, falling yes. off. Okay, so here's the first thing. Stop all that watering. If the, there's very few leaves on the plant, the plant is not photosynthesizing, it is not thriving, and the last thing you want to do is overwater. Right. So uh, hibiscus are very good that way, that they will they will um, tell you when they want water because the leaves will get kind of limp. Uh, also, hibiscus are super tough plants. You can dry them right into a desert and they'll still survive. Ah, so okay. that's that'd be the first thing to be careful of. The other is um, it is normal for plants to lose leaves when they come into our homes from the outside. It is so much brighter outside. The light is so much more intense. And inside, of course, no matter how sunny the window, it's still less light than outside. The shorter days also contribute to plants typically losing mature leaves. 
So trick is, is look at the tips, see if there's any new growth, if, in, if there's any green buds, if there's any, you know, sort of hope for something showing some vigor is still happening. <clears throat> and that will tell you that, you know, the plant wants to put out new leaves in this new environment and, and they can do that quite well. Hibiscus are pretty tough that way. Otherwise, I would also be looking very closely for any webbing on the plant from spider mites or any aphids or no, any... I don't think, no, I don't think they have. I've looked at that. Yeah, because that would be the other thing that can cause, obviously, de- quick defoliation would be uh, some kind of an insect infestation. No diseases usually for hibiscus, but sometimes insects will cause problems. <clears throat> so you think they will recover? I think that if you stop watering and just let them dry right out, it might take a week or two or three. Uh, through that time frame, take a look. If you've got dead branches, like truly brittle twigs and branches, remove those. Look along the other stems. Look for little green growth. You may need to do some tip pruning just to try and force out some growth. But I think you'll find that it's it, very hard to kill a hibiscus. So uh-huh. they're likely to survive. Oh, they really upset me. <laughs> yeah. No, they're nice. They're great they're plants. gorgeous, yes. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you uh, very much. You're welcome. And you can always send a photograph if you like. Send me a picture to my email address if that's... Uh... C.Dobbin, that's D-O-B-B-I-N, at mzmedia.com. You're fast. Oh, I know. I don't even know my email address. <laughs> you know it. <laughs> there you go. Thanks, well, Valerie. Thanks thanks very much, Valerie, for that call. <clears throat> now, can we... Uh, yeah, let's just okay. go to Alan. Alan has been on the line for a little bit here, and we have a special guest coming up very Joining shortly. Him. So let's go to Almira right now and say good morning to Alan. Hey, welcome to the show. Good morning. Morning. Yeah, you sound a little sick. I am. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, I have uh, begonias. Mm-hmm. And the tubers are about the size of my fist, eh? Nice. When I brought them in, so I let them dry out and the stalks fell off, yep. and then I put them away in a in peat moss right. in a cool spot. Yep. And so they're probably getting ready to come out. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering if I can split those uh, tubers like potatoes. You can. Um, the thing I would be careful of when you do the cutting, use a sharp knife. Uh, let the cut pieces dry for at least 24 hours before you plant. Yeah. Um, back in the old days, we used to use a fungicide at that point, and we would, like a powdered fungicide on the cut uh, parts of the tubers just to try and avoid any kind of rot or fungal disease from entering the tuber through the wounding. Yeah, uh, I have some of that. I put that on them when I, when I put them away. Like I put them in the dry peat moss in a box, right? Uh-huh. And, and I put some fungicide on, what just did, in what, case there were some open cuts. Okay, and what kind of, what did you have? What? Uh, begonias? Yeah, no, what kind of fungi, fungicide do you oh, have? Oh, I forget which it is, oh, okay. uh, powder. Yeah, okay. So, so, yeah, read the instructions on that, and consider using that when you are doing that. that do the cutting, do the fungiciding, wait 24 hours, and then plant. Yeah, so and plant into fresh soil, clean, you know, sterilized pots. So again, no chance of any kind of disease infestation through the pots and soil when you do plant up the begonias and water once and once they wake up, of course, water as appropriate. Okay. All right. Thank Sounds you, Ellen. Good. Thanks for your call. And take care of things in Elmira Forest. In the meantime, it's uh, 931. Yes. And boy, uh, right on the money. Someone knocking Woo-hoo. on the door here. <laughs> Hello, Terry. Welcome Hello. to the show. <clears throat> Sorry. 
Hello. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. How are you? You sound like me. <laughs> no, I sound yeah, worse it's, than it's you. The morning voice, you know? Yeah. Well, we better do a proper introduction, yes. haven't we? This is Terry Kennedy joining us. She's a member of the executive of the Southern Ontario Orchid Society. She's a longtime orchid aficionado. The name of the small company her and her husband run is called Our Hobby Gone Wild. I think that what happened was Terry and her husband began collecting orchids and at some point either had to buy a bigger house or move out and let the orchids just take over. So I think instead they built a little greenhouse for the orchids and let them take over that. But uh, Terry's joining us. uh, She's part of the publicity committee and she wants to tell us a little bit about the upcoming annual orchid show next weekend. Yes. There's a wonderful show coming up, and, and with the snow on the ground, you know it's still winter, but all the flowers are blooming, and the show is going to be wonderful. It's next sa- Saturday and Sunday, mm-hmm. 11 to 5 p.m., and it's a, a wonderful time to, to take your valentine uh, and mm-hmm. really enjoy the, the flowers. And that's at the Toronto Botanical Gardens, which is 777 Lawrence Avenue East, so Lawrence and Leslie. Yes, so, the, the, in Edwards Gardens. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, it, of course, the, there's, we take over the whole building, so the whole building is mm-hmm. full of orchids and, and orchid um, pictures and flowers yeah, well, and yeah, exi- sales. Exhibits, uh, vendors, and like you're saying, there's art. There's all kinds of amazing things yeah, going and on. The, there's also classes. Mm-hmm. There will be seminars on, on what to do with your orchids and mm-hmm. how to grow them. Uh, so there's, uh, you can spend the whole day there. I was going to say, and our, we had a caller, I'm not sure if you were listening earlier, uh, Sharon called from West Lorne wondering about her four-inch orchids. So, yes, everybody seems to have questions about when to water, how to water, how to transplant, when to transplant. What about those roots that are growing out of the pot? You That's know? right. Earlier in the show, uh, uh, we had mentioned that uh, you're coming by, so some folks are online with questions about orchids orchids. Oh, so, that's terrific. Yeah, can we go to uh, line two here? Audrey, good morning from Lindsay. Welcome to the show. Hello, uh, Audrey. Hello. Morning. Good morning. Um, I have a, a beautiful orchid right now. It's uh, It has eight uh, lavender pink blooms, and um, I, I water it every Friday, um, a quarter of a cup, with a, um, uh, the orchid food drops. Mm-hmm. I mix it with water and have it, you know, available each time I uh, water. And um, but I'm concerned about the uh, multitude of roots. Um, uh, what, what what use are they? And <coughs> well, you have to realize that orchids are really uh, not plants that have all the roots in the gr- in underneath the potting material. Orchids are almost all plants that grow in trees. They're epiphytes. So they like to have lots of air around their roots. So when they're really happy and the air is, has some, uh, good humidity, they put, just leave their roots up in the air, and, they, and they're very happy. It means that it, you have a very happy plant, basically. Really? I don't cut them off? Or? Oh, no, because the, without roots, a plant, you're not going to get flowers. Those roots are, are absorb moisture uh, from the air, and they they feed the plant and and make it, it keep your flowers really pretty. Oh, so I leave them alone because mm-hmm. they keep like 
they like to climb up. And <laughs> yes, they, they climb up. They're all over the place. Well, they're green, too, and they actually contribute to the photosynthesis. So a healthy root is green with kind of a silver sheen to it. Yeah, and, and that, if you spray those roots, yeah. you'll notice that they turn quite green, yeah, and yeah. that's because they, they, that they are, they're absorbing the, the moisture. Yeah. So when you're watering, uh, or you can spray the roots, that uh, make sure that you do spray the roots or, or moisten the roots too, because mm. they they will actually absorb very very quickly. Oh, yeah. I put this in with a watering can uh, just on the um, you know the soil part. Mm-hmm. I, I never have uh, sprayed the roots at all, but do I do. They have I... little growing tips on the end of them. Pardon? Yeah. Do they have little growing tips on the end? Yes, yes, little, uh, <laughs> very sharp, like a like a pencil. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Terry, tell Audrey your favorite way of watering orchids. Okay, the 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 best way. Well, when you have a, as many as we do, we just use a hose. But in the house, that's really not a practical thing. No. Uh, so the best way to to water is to have a container of water, like a bucket, like a bucket, and have the uh, the water at room temperature. And then just take the whole pot and dip it, and even to the bottom of the plant. You can e- even if the plant gets wet all over, that's great because the the, the leaves will uh, will absorb water. But and not then, the flowers. We don't want to immerse the flowers. Uh, you could. Oh, okay. It, it wouldn't do them any harm because okay. because they're living things and they still will mm-hmm. uh, absorb them. In fact, that if the uh, a florist is using uh, an orchid for a corsage, yeah. that orchid will probably be uh, sort of floated on water yeah. and let it soak up as much water as it can. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they do absorb it. So it's not going to hurt it. It's just you don't want to use cold water, right. especially on the flower. Right. No, no, it is uh, room temperature. Mm-hmm. Perfect. And I then, and the, then uh, when you I lift the, the pot... Um, the, the mixture in a, uh, in a, a large um, container mm-hmm. and... Um, and the quarter of a cup every week. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, there you go. But it sounds like Audrey's having pretty good success. And yes, so leave those roots alone. There's ways to do it. Yep. Good stuff. Thanks for your call, now, Audrey. Don't, uh, go, don't go away, Audrey, because Jamie is going to catch you uh, on the line as soon as you, uh, we release you here and get your phone number in case uh, there might be a little uh, prize awaiting uh, uh, Audrey. Is that correct? Terry. Terry? Well, actually, what we're looking for is a really good orchid story. Yeah. Oh, an orchid. Well, okay. So we'll start with this one. Yeah, Already. Yeah. Good orchid story. It's going to win prizes. So let's just it's carry it's on. Tickets to the show. Yep. Right, <laughs> That's right. Are. Tickets to the show. Okay. Thank you very much, Audrey. Yeah, so she's going to stay on, get her phone number in case we need to call her back. All right. Uh, there is a non-orchid call that we should probably go to quickly before okay. we go on our so, break. Oh, Trudy would be uh, on line one then, uh, Jamie. I gave you some uh, incorrect direction there. So, uh, okay, there we are. Uh, Trudy Good morning. in from Etobicoke. Good morning. Good morning. <coughs> yes, Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I have given a Norfolk pine mm-hmm. just before Christmas. Yep. And in my ignorance, I thought, uh, well, it's something a pine could be outside, but mm-hmm. I soon found out <laughs> when I read the description, no. Okay. So it's been in my house Ever Good. since, Good. it's been sprayed with some stupid uh, silver sprinkles, you know, uh, too bad. and they seem to <laughs> adhere to the plant, yeah. but don't seem to hurt it, except now I have it in a, in a south window, yes. uh-huh. it's big, it's 
got three big stocks. Nice. And uh, it shows some deterioration mm-hmm. at the bottom of the plant. It's, right. Do I water too much or do I water a lot? I don't know. Okay, so here's what I would do. It does, I, I don't know whether you water too much or not enough, because I'm not sure how big the pot is or any of that, but you use your fingers or use a moisture meter. Yeah, it's usually it's dry when I, when I get to it, you know. Like right, dry, well, dry on the surface, but is it dry yeah. down below? Uh, I'm not so sure. Right, because yeah. that's the thing about big pots. I mean, that's a big pot to have three stems in it. So yeah, it's, that's uh, where a moisture meter, which is a little probe, you can stick right into the soil. It'll go down five or six inches mm-hmm. and tell you what the moisture level is down there. So that's a very good thing to have with big pots like that. The other way I sometimes tell is by the weight of the pot. If it's quite heavy, I know it's quite wet, and then as it's getting drier, it gets lighter. What I would do right now, if I were you, if it's water, if it feels quite dry right now, I would take the entire pot, put it in the bathtub, close the curtain on the on the shower, turn the shower on. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, and don't put, do a hot shower. Do it, you know, like a yeah, tepid, yeah. you know, our body temperature kind of shower. I mean, the reason you're going to do that is you're going to try and wash a bit of that sparkly stuff off. Uh-huh. And you're also going to increase the humidity around that plant dramatically. Let it sit in the shower for a couple minutes, five, six minutes, turn off the shower, let it drain in the bathtub for a couple of hours, then back into that bright sunny window, and do not water again until it is quite dry. Now, not bone dry, but quite dry. So that might be a week, it might be two weeks, it's hard for me to know. Will I ever have a chance to put it outside? In the summer, it is a tropical plant. It, it will die in the frost. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> because it really is. Um, is it too big it's for a your... huge plant? Yeah, I didn't think it. You know, it would live that long. But well, anyway, thank you so much. And you never know; you may find a place you could donate it to. You know, the library, the local public yeah, school, somebody yeah. who's got some room, or a friend who's got a you know a yeah. solarium might be willing to take it off your hands if it's just too big. Okay. okay. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Trudy, thank you. and All good right. luck with that. <laughs> Uh, we have to take a little bit of a break. I want to let uh, Terry know that we have another orchid question on the way from Donna in Hamilton. We will get to that here on The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin in just moments. Don't change stations just because the weather changes. Garden tips and advice all year round. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. And the sous chef of the garden, Frank Proctor, informing everybody that special guest on Charlie's show today is Terry Kennedy. Terry, we've got a call in from Donna in Hamilton. Uh, meet each other. Say hi. Good morning, Donna. <laughs> Good, morning. Good morning, Donna. Good morning. Um, my question is, um, my I have quite a few orchids, and I've bought the miniature ones. Mm-hmm. Are you still there? These are all phalaenopsis? Um, I believe so, yes. Okay. And the miniature ones that I have bought are in moss, not the um, bark. Mm-hmm. And I'm starting to lose them. They have beautiful outside roots, and all the outside roots are starting to shrivel. The outside roots are starting to shrivel. And how long have you had the plant? Uh, the plants? Um, the miniature ones I've had since last spring. Okay, uh, are, and they're in a real hard-packed moss. Um, yeah, it's tightly packed. Yeah, well, I, probably what's happened is that the 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 thing is that, uh, as I said before, the orchids are air plants basically. Yeah. So when they're potted in those uh, in the very hard packed moss, those roots can't 
grow, then there's no room for them to grow. Okay. Um, and that moss stays very wet, so you lose the roots that are in, in there. Correct. And so what you need to do is get them out of there and pot them in, not a huge pot, maybe just a teeny bit bigger, yeah. depending on, uh, on the amount of roots, and just sort of make it looser. Uh, okay. Your other plants are in a bark mix, is that right? Correct, yeah. Well, if you're doing well in the bark mix, um, then put them in similar mix. Okay. Uh, and then treat them the same way as your, your big ones, but you'll probably have to water a little more often because they're smaller pots. Right. Um, now, with that, how do I get the bark in between <laughs> those In between roots. those roots. Yeah. Uh, very carefully. Yeah, <laughs> what okay. you do is... Uh, uh, you have the, the you take your plant uh, and put a little bit of, of bark in the in the bottom, and then because it's it's you know it's little pieces, right. so you can sort of work them in and among the roots with okay. your fingers. Okay. You don't have to, it, it, you know you want to pat it down a little bit, but you don't want to really jam it down. Yeah. So just work it in and among the 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 uh, roots with your fingers. Okay. And that'll work quite well. Hey and Terry. Make sure that your bark is a little bit damp. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Soak it overnight. But Terry, would you would you actually try and pull the moss out from between the roots? Oh yes, definitely. You, you want to get rid of all the old material because uh, it's like the apple in you know the rotten apple in a in a right. um, in a basket. Right. The, they'll all if you have the old stuff there, it'll start to rot uh, or decompose much quicker than the new stuff, and then all your medium will will go. Uh, um, you yeah. will get uh, rotten. Right. So for doing that, do you think maybe putting it in a bucket of water and gently yeah. pushing it back? Up yes. That helps. Yeah, 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 that'll loosen yeah. it for sure. Good yeah, idea. Pull it out of the pot and uh, put it in a bucket of water. Don't leave it for too long because, yeah. you know, they're air plants. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, uh, but but the, you work it all off and, and give them a swish in the water and then start with the new new medium. Okay, perfect. Well, Donna, don't hang up, okay? We need uh, Jamie to jump on that line and get your phone number. Thank you. Okay, all thank right, you thank very you. kindly. Yeah, well, that was good, you yeah. know, Terry, because I had a same thing, a little miniature orchid in moss that I left for too long in that mm-hmm. crummy little plastic container. And when I did take it out, it was a pretty rotten mess. Mm-hmm. And I transplanted it into damp bark, but I think I chose a pot that was a little bit too, like I went probably from a two-inch to a four-inch pot. Anyway, it it hasn't really looked very good since then. <laughs> yeah, you don't want with orchids. You don't want to overpot them. No. The tendency is for when they see when people see yeah. big leaves on top, they want to put it in yeah. a big pot. Yeah. Well, you don't want a lot of. They don't have a lot of roots, do they? Well, they, <laughs> they the thing is that the plant thinks it needs to fill the the the. Pot, uh, right. The pot, yeah. and it doesn't do anything up top. Right, makes sense. Yeah, Terry, are you okay to hang Good in there stuff. for just a few more minutes? Sure, okay. I'm here at your service. All righty, we have another call about an orchid coming in from Sylvie in Elmvale, so I'll ask everybody to be a little patient here. Fur and feathers and bugs of all size. There's more going on in the garden than you realize. Should small creatures become a big problem, then you've got The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Exclusively on Zoomer Radio. Hey, let's take a little ride in the road to Elmville. Where is uh, Sylvia calling from? Yeah, hello, Sylvia. Hello, Hi. Sylvia. Good morning. Hello. Good morning. Um, yes, I have a question. Um, I have a, a, a small orchid. Uh, I can't even remember the color of the fl- uh, flowers because I haven't flowered for so long. Um, but it, I, it, I was told to put ice cubes in uh, periodically, I think once a week or whatever, uh, two or three ice cubes, two ice cubes, I believe. Um, 
but it's getting very root-bound because it's a small one. Mm -hmm. And I was wondering if I can transplant that in the spring or summer in a bigger pot. It's in bark. Uh, Yes, you can transplant it. But let's take a look at those icebergs. Uh, uh, ice, uh, ice, 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 ice cubes. Uh, ice cubes. <laughs> um, these are tropical plants. Okay. You're, you're a warm-blooded person. Would you like to have ice, uh, uh, ice cubes on your toes? <laughs> no, not really, but I, I've been doing that. <laughs> I don't know. It's, um, I guess, yeah, I guess it makes sense, really. <laughs> but that's what it said to put ice cubes. I know. They do that just because it's easy and people have less tendency to overwater oh, and okay. it provides yeah. the water slowly because oh. the ice melts slowly. But as Terry's going to point out, it's really not the most gentle way to moisturize an orchid. Okay, <laughs> but you can repot, uh, repot your plant mm-hmm. uh, and get fresh medium. Get rid of all the old stuff, and I would do it probably um, in w- within the next month. By yeah. the end of uh, it's uh, at the end of February, they're starting to grow. Their the the days are longer. The right. sun is brighter. Uh, I you can do it by the end of February for sure. Yeah, oh, okay. even any come oh. to the show and get your supplies. And any time now is a perfect time. Oh, really? Yeah, oh. yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, may, but the pot you're going to choose to go into should be either an or a proper orchid pot. So oh, it's got all kinds of extra holes in it, or at least a good quality terracotta. <clears throat> oh, they do have orchid pots. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. perfect. Um, now, do do I put them in um, um, uh, in an inside pot? You know what I mean to for the water to drain, like, you know what I mean, two, two pots. No, well, you uh, can do that. The best way to do it is to put it into a pot that drains yeah, and then I mean. have a nice uh, ceramic pot or something that doesn't drain and just put some stones or something in the bottom so you can have some water in the bottom but not have the plant sit in water. Then you oh. have that extra humidity around mm-hmm. the plant, and that really helps the plant. Okay. So um, how much water should I, uh, how often and how much water should I, I mean, because we've been using either our sun pump water or snow water, or well, oh, what snow is left here, um, uh, and then uh, uh, dehumidifier water, things like that, you know? Yeah, that's, yeah. that's fine. It's the best. Um, usually, uh, our tap water should be used. Yeah, tap water. Your tap water is probably fine, too. Okay. Of course, your rain water, your snow water is your best. Best yeah, bet, right, right. Uh, because it's not, but usually, unless your water is really, really hard. No, it's not really that hard, no. Well, then, and, and in a, you're not using a water softener? No. No, well, then you can use tap water. Just use oh, okay. it at room temperature. And how, uh, how much water? Like, it's a small pot. It's not that big. Well, what I, I uh, as Charlie said, my favorite way of, of watering orchids is to, to flood the pot oh. and then let it drain. Oh, because there's then, no drainage in the bottom here, there in, in the bottom of the pot. And you know it, what I mean? it doesn't have a sleeve inside. No, like no, a little plastic sleeve. No. no well, that's problem. Then you have to be more careful, yeah. right? right. Um, so then you almost need a little moisture meter or even a, just a little stick to check how far the it's mm-hmm. it's um, it's damp or, or dry. Okay. And so. for now, probably stick with the ice cubes, but then when you do your transplanting, you will have drainage, drainage and then you can yeah. do the immersion method. Right. That's but what I would like suggest. I got two leaves that are green and healthy. There's only two leaves on it, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Um, so it, it, I, I assume once so nice weather comes, um, I can, 
I can, it, I hope it'll flower, you know, but uh, then I'll uh, put it in a bigger pot and then, yeah. Yeah, get it repotted first and pray for flowers in the future. That's my well, suggestion. You know what, with Gilanopsis, they like to be repotted. Yeah. So if it's been in that pot for quite a while, right. what may happen is that when you repot it, the, the plant will go, oh, goody, I feel yeah. really good now and it'll flower for you. Yeah, oh, exactly. okay, great. Okay. Thank thanks. you, Sylvia, very Thank much you. for the call from Thank Elmville. Okay, and, great. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Yeah. All right, thank you. And then, I, did you want? Do we have time? Yeah, if we go quickly, I think we have time to speak with Bridget yes. in Port Dover, who also has an orchid question. Terry, you're doing okay. fine so far. <laughs> morning, Bridget. Good morning. Uh, thanks for taking my call. It, it's actually not a, a question. It's um, a story. I've got an aunt in, in Scotland with an orchid, and it lived for probably oh ten or twelve years. And her tip for washing was, as Terry says, to immerse the pot. But wait until the bubbles have stopped coming up from mm-hmm. the plant mm-hmm. and then take it out. Perfect. Exactly. Um, that way, and all those little spaces between the little pieces of bark, yeah, they all get, yeah, they, but they get filled with water. There are no, no bubbles coming up. You, you take it yeah. out. You, you've got a bit of bark left in the water sometimes, but mm-hmm. you just plonk that back in. And she always kept it on a tray of pebbles. Perfect. Mm-hmm. So humid, exactly. Humid, as you said. So wow. Thank you so much. Nice, Bridget. Well said. <laughs> well, hang on the line, perfect Bridget. Perfect way to grow them. Thanks. Exactly. Yeah. Don't, don't hang up there, Bridget. Uh, mm, Jamie is going to jump on that line and get your phone number. Uh, okay. So, Terry, we have like a minute left. Is there anything in particular we haven't told people about the upcoming show next weekend? I don't think so. It's just an invitation to bring your Valentine and <laughs> see all the exotic uh, orchids. The, the the colors will be amazing. The, okay. I'm sure the the displays will be amazing. Fragrance. And it's a great way to to treat your Valentine to orchids and the smells and the colors and just the the general and, great atmosphere at the TBC. In case in case I don't bump into them, could you say to my uh, former neighbors many <laughs> years ago, Inga and Peter Poot? Uh, yes. Hi from Frank. Yes, uh, Peter <laughs> is still ch- uh, show chair, and he, they, they'll be there all weekend. That so is great. If you can come and s- say hello, that would be great. And also bring your cameras because you will want to take photos. And if you're a serious photographer that wants to take photos with a tripod, there are special limited hours for tripods. Uh, Saturday evening, five thirty to seven thirty, and Sunday morning, nine to eleven a.m. And and, I, and if you want to do that special photography time, yeah. or even if you, this is there's only forty people that are, are allowed at oh. that, at that point. Wow. And the the thing is that if you want to come uh, when there's very few people to yeah. enjoy the show, you can yeah. do that. But it's a good idea to go online. Uh, S O O S. .ca yep. and get your tickets in advance for that for because that it's a very limited number of tickets. Tripod event. Wow. Good good information. And also check yesterday's Toronto Star for Sonia Day's column which is all about the upcoming orchid show and she's got some great photographs in there and she's talking all about the erotica of uh, of orchids. So it's quite a great article and like you said connects beautifully with Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thanks Terry so okay. much for joining us. Really appreciate it. Okay, hopefully we'll see you at the show. Uh, we'll be in touch for sure. It's been okay. fun. Thank you, Terry. Uh, and, you're very welcome. Uh, and uh, our thanks as well to Jamie in yeah. the next room there for uh, operating on the show. And my thanks to Frank, who's been air traffic controlling like you wouldn't <laughs> believe. His arms are swinging. His l- flashlights are flashing. It's been quite quite interesting to watch him. He's got some exercise today. It's been, it's been fun. We had a lot of great calls. Yeah, we did. So again, always thank you to the callers because we wouldn't have nearly as much fun on the show if we didn't have great callers with just the wackiest questions, but it keeps us on our toes, right?
I'll see you guys a little bit later this afternoon, yes, just after two. You're back. I am back. And with Live in the City? Uh, the Dave's Corner Garage gang, they're getting set to roll the garage door up. Here uh, we go. Right. See you next week. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.